The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. New flights to the US. The Lonely Planet Guide is 50 but thinks it still has a role in the high tech world. And on the topic of the high tech world, AI as travel advisor. All of this and more from Polo Canila, who is travel editor with the Irish Indo Poll. Let's kick off with uh, new routes from Aer Lingus. Dublin to Denver and a load more. Yeah, you're going to be able to go direct from Dublin to Denver in Colorado and to Minneapolis, St. Paul. That's that's taking off next year. And they, they might strike you as sort of obscure routes. We're used to years and years of flying to New York, to to Orlando, to Boston and Chicago. But you you will have seen that Aer Lingus is sort of opening up these smaller airports. It launched Cleveland, Ohio this year, which was also pretty random. But they think it through. They have a strategy which they call the Dub Hub strategy. They want to create Dublin as a hub for tra- uh, for traffic between the US and Europe. The pre-clearance is a bonus. There's a lot of businesses uh, coming uh, both ways and uh, so tourism also. And they also have a combination of the traditional big long-haul planes and the newer ones, the A3, uh, A321 allures that have the single aisle. So it allows them to take smaller bunches of passengers to these places. Very small plane to be on for a very long time. It is. Uh, now, the, the I should say the Denver and Minneapolis-St. Paul, which are both further than Chicago and Cleveland, are are going to start off on the A330s, which are the traditional three-nile ones. But Cleveland, I flew to this year on the, the single aisle. Yeah, and you need to be prepared for that. Slightly more space, slightly more creature comforts, food and the like of it. But you are flying on a single Now, you don't lack space in terms of the seat that you are sitting in, yeah. but there is a different feel to a larger wide-bodied aircraft that has a slightly better, greater sense of space than the single aisle. There is. And and you could, look, there's pros and cons to this. It allows you to do it with less people and they're very comfy and all that, for, comparatively speaking. But you can't, I love doing, when I get up to stretch my legs, a little loop where you walk down one aisle and come back to the next aisle and there's more, there's more lose and things like that. And the longer the flights get, the more it might uh, tell. Now, some of the but, US carriers, when you book, they will, they will tell you which aircraft is going to be servicing which route so you can decide well no I'll I'll go for a later flight if it's a bigger jet Aer Lingus doesn't do that I have to check I don't know if they do or not that's a, I do know that United does it as an example but um, I'll I'll double check I'll I'll, I'll let you know but it'll be good you'd want to know and is the logic behind the strategy part of the fact that Aer Lingus is now in the, in IAG, the, the British Airways International Airlines Group? Is is that why Dublin is becoming more of a hub? Yeah, Dublin Airport has this as a, a strategy to itself independently of IAG, but uh, particularly, yeah, you're right, and for Aer Lingus, and you know that they launched a couple of routes from Manchester as well. Uh, going to the States and going to Barbados, isn't it? Um, so they that's, that's big on the agenda for them. And, the, and in actual fact, already this year, Anton, they're running their biggest ever transatlantic service. So just, I guess, another signpost as to how quickly travel has And of course, the question by. is, in one way, are there enough Irish people who want to go to Denver? But on the other way, are there enough American tourists from Denver and from Minneapolis who want to come to Ireland? Well, they're taking a punt on the fact that there will be. And, and American tourists are so important to us because they don't mind the weather. And they bring big wallets. <laughs> Big and they wallets. tip and they don't mind spending and they you know the the kind of Americans that can generally afford to come over here don't find it as expensive as we would uh, so the, that and the business uh, the business traffic going between the, the two hubs that's the logic On the topic of American tourists yeah. huge bounce for a and b in Donegal which has found itself featured in the New York Times yes. as a go-to place And this I can't understate what a feature in the New York Times means to to a business because they have, I was looking at their stats recently, uh, 10 million paid subscribers, which makes <laughs> the Irish Independent, you know, if we could get anywhere near that, we'd love it. That's and the, again, the demographic for the New York Times subscriber is the big yeah, wallet exactly, demographic. Exactly. Now they, so they have honed in, done a deep dive on a B&B, um, 
called uh, Brock House in Donegal on the Hornhead Peninsula, which is beautiful, beautiful, remote uh, peninsula on the Wild Atlantic Way near Dunfanaghy. What's different here? First of all, I better tell you, it's €355 a night with a two-night minimum. Okay, but they are really with a, going honing in with a laser-like focus on local produce from the, the breakfast you get to the coffee you're served to the hand-woven tweed that's lying across your bed to the... To local the, Donegal coffee? <laughs> you have microbreweries. I don't know exactly. I assume what, roasted as opposed to grown. Let's say, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I get what you, I get what you mean there. So that that the 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 pottery is uh, from this local company called Muck and Muffins, as an example. The soap and so on. So let's call it an elevated small stay. Every room has a terrace. Every room has a, a lovely bathroom. There's a sauna that you can use at the back and so on. And the 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 line the New York Times took was that if, you know, this ethos of rather than bringing in all the generic foods and the mass ordering everything from Amazon.com not only made it a more memorable stay, but in actual fact lifted the community a little bit and provided employment and, and income and made it a more sustainable product. Well, congratulations so, to them because the New York Times coverage, that yeah. hopefully that means next summer they will be able to reap some financial reward from that. You mentioned the New York Times and the impact that it can have when it does a review like that. One of the big sources always for advice in travel was the Lonely Planet yes. Guide, now 50 years old. It's making a bet that there will continue to be a desire for hard copy travel guides. It is. Are they right? Well, the, the, that remains to be seen. They say that they have the, uh, still got a market. And I sp- uh, spoke to a, an independent bookseller in Dublin, Litfox, la- uh, last week about that. And they said that even young people in their 20s who are travelling still do reach out for guides like Rough Guide and Lonely Planet. They've reformatted the guide to make it a bit more contemporary. There's stuff like uh, QR codes that you can scan for information. They've uh, they've put um, they've kind of gone in as well on the stuff that you can't necessarily get on snacky sites like like TripAdvisor or social media. Like they'll have a couple of essays at the end of the book giving you context, written by people who live locally. They're offering doing tips like train travel as an alternative to to air travel and so on. But what they're saying is that yes, people will still splash out. What does a lonely planet cost? It's got to be eighteen or twenty euro for a destination, um, and they are beautiful to hold. It is a trusted brand and I do have a bookshelf loaded with them and I like when I kind of open them and a ticket falls out or you see a note you've written in in a pen or you've 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 turned the corner down on a page to and circled a restaurant or something like that so that not only are they advice on the road but they're kind of these keepsakes or now, mementos see, afterwards. I can understand the logic of saying that the Lonely Planet could fight off the, the review-based sites. Because every now and then, if you, if you go on one of those sites and you look yeah. at your own hometown, you, you find a number three restaurant is X, and you think, ah, lads, go away. How did you decide <laughs> that? But how do they combat AI? Because yeah. AI now can surf all of the current information, and yeah. get, or, or can it? Uh, it can, depending on which one you use and with varying results. So I, I was on uh, Google Bard recently, which is the Google's version of ChatGPT. It's basically generative AI with the te- the box where you type in your question. And it has access to sort of live hotel inventory. So theoretically, you can say Friday night hotel room and it'll give, bring you back the price. Now, the problem is the places I've tried, it has not just returned hotels, but it has made one or two up, showed me home sale listings as actual hotels. And it has, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it has also placed a hotel in Roundstone. It put in Greystones County Wicklow as an example. So it, ah, Wicklow, it Wicklow. is a signpost towards what it could be. Did you say it made up a hotel? Yeah, it kind of, it, it, however it gathered it, it got the name wrong. 
and had uh, this was in County Kildare um, and it, so it's similar to when ChatGPT may give you I don't know how familiar you are using these tools it may give you an answer that you cannot and they now include these disclaimers that it may provide stuff that isn't factually correct so it needs to improve but here's an interesting one ChatGPT's paid version which is 20 euro a month has now got travel plugins from the likes of Expedia uh, that allow you to access hotel inventories and car rentals and so on. Now, it is kind of slow at using them and providing them, but by accessing this stuff, which is fairly credible and real time, it can give you answers. Again, not, uh, let's say it's not flawless, but it to me what it says is that in five years... I could easily see this being just, you know, whip out. Although if it's 20 quid, I mean, if you're if you're planning to go to a destination and you have the choice of a one lonely planet in your hand for the 20 quid or 20 quid a month for. mm, Yeah, it's not that tempting. It's not free. Yeah, I guess. Well, the AI you might be using for other stuff as well, not just the travel. But I think I think what we we're coming to a, a point here where. It, it trust is going to be an issue. And do you believe that Lonely Planet, maybe Lonely Planet will have its own AI plugin, I don't know, but um, versus versus the likes of ChatGPT. But it's it's it's, it's a fascinating, uh, what, what do you call it when we're at a point where it's going to turn? An inflection point, an inflection is that the thing? Point. That's perfect. The cusp of something, one of those. We kind are. Of In the meantime, if we want trusted travel advice, we do, of course, <laughs> go to the Irish Independent where Paul O'Connell edits personally all of their travel Indeed. advice. Paul, thank you very much. Coming up on the Pat Kenny Show... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.